Judge is ready. This is the week I give up, Kurt. This is the moment I drop it all and just get one of those real hobbies like scrapbooking or maybe even spelunking. Ooh, maybe I could conduct my own station of model trains. Melissa, you say that every year, but you always get inspired by some kid's amazing performance and you keep coming back. It's it's true, but sometimes I wonder why we do this. Why such talented, gifted people, such as ourselves, choose to spend their time being forensics coaches. Well, Maybe we should scare some people away, you know, warn them. Ooh, on today's podcast, we'll give you the top 10 reasons to never become a forensics coach. Ever. This This is is Forensics Faces. Okay, so Melissa... In all seriousness, how are you holding up following your tournament? I am better now. I spent my Saturday evening playing a complicated board game with my friends and enjoying adult beverages. And then I got to sleep in on Sunday. I took the day off from work, which I very rarely do. I brunched. I went outdoors for the longest time. I've been out of doors in like four <laughs> months. I was like, I've been outside for longer than 15 minutes. This is interesting. How was it? It was great. Well, that's good. Yeah. So you've officially recovered then from having run a tournament. Yes, I like to think so. But now I get to be here for you in your time of need. Well, thank you. Because being the weird, not necessarily most forward-thinking people we are, Sheboygan South does their tournament the last weekend of February, Mm -hmm. and Sheboygan North does theirs the first weekend of March. Yes, we do. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sheboygan crown. We are Sheboygan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, and we're actually, yeah, we are doing a Sheboygan crown this year where a team attended both tournaments, the team that had the best record from, I think we're saying your top four interpreters and your top four speakers. Um, Interpreters can be either acting or like... Interp, interp. Um, so, like, basically, you know, top eight scores. So any size team could get there. Um, that that school is going to get the Sheboygan crown at the Sheboygan North tournament if they attended both. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a cool way to reward those who decide to come back to the exact same place two weekends <laughs> in a row. Sorry about it. It was just, and and that's actually Sheboygan North changed their date three years ago Mm -hmm. because we were the last weekend of March, which always fell on Sheboygan's spring break. Yeah. It was either the beginning or the end of their spring break. And as you know, it is difficult enough to get people to volunteer to come and work for your forensics tournament. Yeah. Now try telling them they have to cut their vacation short to come and help you serve sandwiches to teenagers. Yes. Please don't go on that Mediterranean cruise and instead, Right. make pasta for me or flip grilled cheeses. Right. So that never went over great. So when I took over the forensics team, I knew that we had been trying to change that date for a long time. And Algoma stopped hosting a tournament on that first weekend of March a few years ago. And so we snatched it up. Okay, but here's the thing. I loved the Algoma tournament because yeah. they always hosted a dance party in the gym between <laughs> power round postings and the award ceremony. And the fact that Sheboygan North has not picked up that tradition, I'd like to I'd like to take that. I really would like you to start hosting a dance party, Kurt. If people could see the look <laughs> I was gonna right say now. we should I'm glad that we're not a video podcast because Kurt just tried to set fire to me with his <laughs> laser eyes. <laughs> uh 
for those of you who know me, you know that that is not an idea I like. And for Sorry those about of you it. who know me, you know there'll be a jam box speaker at the Sheboygan South Forensics <laughs> team's table. Feel free to hook your phone or music player up to it and play whatever songs you'd like. We'll be hosting our own private dance party. Feel free to bring your own smoke machines and or laser lights. Nice. If you even walk in the comments you and see that, you will you shut me down. You won't even be there. You're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff that I need you to do. So, But I have faithful, faithful captains. Oh. <laughs> and who aren't going to be there because they're on a band trip. I have one of them. Okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the big news about Sheboygan North's tournament this year is that the boys' basketball team has gone to regionals, and so we're hosting basketball games all weekend. Yay! Yay! Maybe we'll be hosting one Saturday at some point during the day. We don't know. Yay! Yay! When will we find out? Friday night, if they win their game. <laughs> Yay! Ah. Sports. Hashtag go sports. Go sports. Sports uh, ball. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yes. Your tournament last weekend, my tournament this weekend. And yet, here we are doing a podcast. Yep. Because we are crazy and stupid. Stupid talented, that is. But... Also a little bit crazy and nuts. Com- and so not we a little, thought completely crazy. And so we thought this week, let's give people really, truly, honestly reasons why you should not become a forensics coach. And I'll have you know, I did this with my current assistant coach, Dan Berkey, because I was like, let me just talk to you about it and see if I can talk you out of it. And if not, then you know you're the right guy for the job. So if we can't talk you out of it with the 10 things we hate about forensics coaching, Ugh. then maybe maybe you're meant to be a forensics coach. Yeah, so. then there's no turning back for you. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Here goes. Number one. You're a member of an elite group of hardworking and charismatic individuals. The activity is in its own little bubble where everyone you interact with is deeply passionate about it and wants to talk to you for at least 20 minutes about the definition of platform movement. It's so hard to find people in the real world who want to even participate in discourse with you about the difference between interp and acting. Number two. You will spend a disproportionate number of hours in your life contemplating ways to make others be better. Forensics is a time suck. You start off with a balanced schedule, and before you know it, you're putting in 16-hour days with only a vague memory of what your friends and family look like. You're up at hours and in temperatures that should only be seen by scientists Working in the Arctic Circle. When sleep and food and adult conversation beckons, you'll say yes to one more hour of sitting in a classroom in which the heat was turned off hours ago, debating the merits of YouTube videos as quality interp material. Number three. You build up an amazing personal library. You spend every spare minute collecting and reading scripts, short story collections, and memoirs, and even though you haven't read for pleasure in a year, you end up so well-versed in American literature that you're regularly quoting the three Davids. Sedaris. Foster Wallace. And Barry. You think you're witty? Regular people think you're stuck up. Number four. 
you become a jack of all trades. In a lot of things that have nothing to do with forensics. Counselor. Personal shopper. Relationship guru. Educational advisor. Chauffeur. Financial consultant. Cruise ship director. Scholarship application editor. Parliamentarian. Conflict resolution mediator. Tailor. Nurse. Vocal coach. Maid. Nutritionist. Graphic designer. Website host. Event planner. Social media expert. And these skills in turn make you better at your real world job. Number five. People may call you generally optimistic. Here's the thing. You are expected to be constructive and kind and provide feedback to allow these students to learn from their mistakes in a way not found in any other activities. You will find a way to think all the awful thoughts that go through your head while only speaking or writing the things that build others up and improve an otherwise lackluster situation. Number six. You are inspired by your peers and students on a regular basis. You get to see where dedication and time investment in a student really pays off. And then you want to be as good as them, so you stick around and try your damnedest to help your students in every way you can. You create long-lasting bonds with all sorts of unexpected people who inspire and motivate you, and buoyed by this motivation, you will continue to volunteer for stuff you never thought you'd love to do. Number seven. High schoolers keep you hip. On all the latest lingo, trends, and horrible music. You get to learn about things like being on fleek and other trendy vernacular, and you're the first one in your friend group to see that video where Madonna was yanked backwards down a flight of stairs by her cape. Have you seen this, they will ask? Yes, you will lie, and then immediately Google it. Number eight. You can affect change in the lives of high schoolers seeking someone to listen. And they will never leave you alone again. They will show up at coffee shops, grocery stores, and on Facebook. They will return to their high school just to help coach younger students. You will be hounded by young people with stories to tell of how fantastic their lives turned out because of you. Meanwhile, you're still a forensics coach. Number nine. You will amass a stockpile of hilarious and moving personal anecdotes. That no one will ever understand unless you're standing in a judge's lounge. If you're just starting out as a forensics coach, apologize to your spouse now, because they won't have any idea what you're talking about for, well, actually ever again. Unless you rope them into coaching too. There are several examples of this dynamic being very successful throughout the nation, and I imagine their dinner conversations are far less one-sided than ours. Number 10. You see the best and brightest young performers our nation has to offer. Just when you think you've got this whole forensics thing worked out, some talented little know-it-all shows up and changes the game with performance so noteworthy that you're inspired to find all new pieces for every single kid that walks through the door. So obviously our top 10 reasons for not being a forensics coach may have led you to believe that being a forensics coach is kind of awesome. Yeah, it's actually pretty great if you think about it. Now, we weren't lying. A lot of those things actually do happen. Yes. And some of them are better than others. Sarcasm put aside. Uh, But in the end, they are helping to make you a better person, a better employee, and definitely a better coach. 
And we are so lucky to be in a position where we get to learn and grow every day by being forensics coaches and are constantly grateful for that opportunity. And we want to take that opportunity with all of our listeners as well. So if you're out there listening, whether you're a coach or you're a student or you're a past competitor um, or you're somebody who's just looking into getting into forensics for the first time, we would love to meet you and hear your feedback. Uh, So find us on Facebook, on Twitter or at the next forensics tournament. We're always hanging around. Mm-hmm. Although at the next forensics tournament, it is technically Sheboygan North, so you might not want to bother Kurt, but I'll happily talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I may not be the nicest person this weekend. <laughs> I try, but you know, sometimes you get a little wrapped up in things that are going on. So um, I hope to see many of you at Sheboygan North this weekend. Please do take a moment to stop and say hi, unless I look like I have my like crazy concentrating face on you'll know what you'll know what it is if you see it then just say hi to me instead exactly say hi to both of us but through me i will be the vessel (laughs) i'll be the vessel of hello so we hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and if you are somebody who is contemplating forensics coaching give it a shot we think you'll like it i'm kurt and i'm melissa encouraging you to listen think and speak preferably in that order Forensics Faces is produced and recorded in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Our theme music was composed and performed by J.J. Hammeister. More info at ForensicsFaces.com. Wow.